So we've come to that part of the program where we have a look at the Bible. And this week we are looking at the book of 1 Corinthians and we're looking at chapter 13, first three verses. And they say this. If I speak in tongues of men or of angels, but do not have love, I am only a resounding gong or clanging cymbal. If I have the gift of prophecy and can fathom all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have a faith that can move mountains, but do not have love, I am nothing. If I give all, my, all I possess to the poor and give over my body to hardship that I may boast, but do not have love, I gain nothing. So, Jamie, what are your thoughts on those words? The good thing about being in the UK is that we learn to speak English in the first few years of our lives without trying awfully hard. And we're pretty fortunate that most places we go on holiday will accommodate our language. However, it could be argued that our language is quite simplified compared to, say, what the Bible is written in. Greek. Why say three words when one will do? But this simplification causes problems when it comes to love. I love my friend. I love my wife. I love what you've done with your hair. Or I love donuts. Same word, potentially different context. The Greek language solves this problem by having three words for love. Eros, romantic or late night love. Philos, friendship or brotherly love companionship, and finally agape, having a genuine concern for the well-being of someone. Eros is not used in the New Testament. Philos and its verb philio are used 55 times, expressing the feeling of affection. Agape and its verb agapeo are used 253 times, explaining the love that God has for his people and the love for a person has for one another. The significance here is that philos is more about a feeling, whereas agape steps up a gear and puts the doing into the feeling. It requires action. So maybe if your partner is more into action than romantic films this Valentine's Day, when you stick on Mamma Mia tonight and they question your selection, just explain that it's a Greek love action film. But it's agape love that is being spoken about in these verses. Over this lockdown period, I decided to try and learn a new skill. So I bought a keyboard that is now sitting in the living room. It looks wonderful and I have a great fellow love towards it. But really, I have to have an agape love. I will be stirred enough to sit and play and actually use it to its potential and hopefully produce something beautiful. The keyboard is really just an ornament until I actually do something and play it. And I think in the same way, our actions are so much more powerful and meaningful if we are stirred by a love that causes us to action, a heavenly love that stirs our spirit, a gift given to us from God that is about others and not ourselves. How different would our world be if Paul McCartney or Elton John had just looked at their piano, but not actually acted on that urge to play and made beautiful music? In the same way, how different would our town be if we ask God to impart us with his love, an agape love that rises above how we just feel and causes us into action? The scripture is often quoted at weddings, and these verses are very beautiful. But what's Paul mean with these verses? Firstly, we can all quite clearly see Paul is telling us the importance of love. If we have the most amazing talents and skills, but do not have love, such talents or skills will be wasted. I've often found when I'm doing something for friends or family, tasks that I normally hate become a joy. The reason these tasks are joyful is due to the fact that I'm doing something for someone I care about. 
When someone does some those little acts of kindness for me, they can be the best gifts ever given. Now the Greek, as Jamie has explained, had many, many words for love. Each had a different meaning. The ancient Greek word used in this passage is agape. Agape is an unconditional love. It is love without changing. It's a love so great that it can be given to the unlovable or unappealing. It's love that loves even when it's rejected. Agape love gives love because it wants to. It does not demand or expect repayment for the love given. It gives because it loves. It does not love in order to receive. Agape isn't born out of emotions, feeling, familiarity, or attraction, but it comes from a will or a choice. It requires faithfulness, commitment, sacrifice without expecting anything in return. That's a high standard, isn't it? On our own, we will struggle to show agape love. Remember, God's unconditional love for us first, and with the help of the Holy Spirit, we can strive each day to try to achieve unconditional love. I will confess, I struggle to show agape love. I'm not always patient. As hard as I try, I find myself remembering the wrong done to me. When these thoughts happen, I have to surrender them back to God. I would love to say that it will instantly leave my mind and it will instantly leave my heart, but it don't. It's a work in progress for me. And one day I hope to be in a position where I can forgive just as the Father has forgiven me. Today's Valentine's Day, and normally this is a day we are expressing love to your partner. However, I want to encourage you today and from now on to embrace the new command the Lord gave us, that is to unconditionally love one another as God has unconditionally loved us. So we must love unconditionally one another.